Clapping is a painful existence. It's just, uh, you know, why why would you want to go to a sport I not, where I constant want to be I would not want to be a hand. Hmm. Hands do things that make, would make me wish death. I'm just picturing now, yeah, just a film about anthropomorphized hands. I know there was that one character from the Emoji movie that was played by James Corden, and, you know, he was... He was a hand, wasn't he? Hmm. Big fat yeah. hand. Yeah, it wasn't a, well, you know, he wasn't a great hand. It wasn't a great film, but still, he was a hand. But just a film full of them. Yeah. And they're, and they're just doing menial tasks, like, you know, rubbing together. That, that You know, just like... Just two separate hands, though. They just constantly hate each other, but they're being rubbed together while someone keeps warm. It's just like, get fuck off! Stop it! Stop it! Well, that's the weirder start to a podcast, but yeah, go The clapping is characterized as, like, a fight between siblings. (laughs) Yeah, so they're actually, like, jumping over each other, and then, you know, it's like, hey, stop it! Give me my doll back! Give it back, and it just zooms out, and it's just someone in the back watching a basketball game, and they're just like, "Yeah." That's exactly. This could be. This could be. This could be a major production. We could. We we could fund this, and by fund this, I mean take whatever ex- camera material we already have because we can't afford cameras. Yeah. And yeah. Get we'll to just, it. Just do that. I get screenplay sorted by next week. He'll be all fine. Immaterial go, Productions present the clap. yeah we'll do that so uh yeah we'll just kick straight into this this is the immaterial gamers podcast episode 71 sure is you know i mean you would know better than me yeah we're well into septuagenarian hood excuse me you want to speak say that again in english septuagenarian septuagenarian yeah, septuagenarian? Like octogenarian, know. you know? Like. I, old, I, I, old people, basically. Right. I so think. what you're saying is that you're a septuagenarian. Yeah, septuagenarian. Septuagenarian. Yeah. It's like yeah. the priest of uh, ice cream. Yeah. I come from the holy lands of. Rocky Road Mountain. I, I fixed it. Where we make sure that we will feed, <laughs> we will feed the five thousand with fish food. Fish food. Oh man. So uh, yeah, you know what? That that this this week um, we are Ben and Jerry flavors. Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Ryan. I'm gonna be half baked, and then half baked. That's a flavor. Yeah, it's uh, it's chocolate with chocolate fudge brownie pieces in it. Oh, that and, sounds really and, good. And vin- and mixed with vanilla with cookie dough pieces in it. Oh, I wish I could eat ice cream. Oh, I I apologize. I mean, um, Duncan can be um, they do have a frozen yogurt version. For, uh, yeah, food. yogurt's not gonna make it any better, mate. Damn it. Uh, I'm rainbow sorbet because FML. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. That, that's that's how that works. And then, you know, with this deep, depressing talk of ice no cream during winter... No what it's like to be allergic <laughs> to fun. Behind milk eyes, or behind dairy eyes, eyes, lactose. It's not lactose intolerant. Uh, dairy allergy is a different thing. You, yes, I could you go into the science explaining how those two things are not the same. Yeah. Duncan is is one. He's not the other. He's not the the, yeah. He's not the one that, that I, always gets characterized on the TV. He's the other one. I'm actually not lactose intolerant. I'm my 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 enzymes are they're going they're going hog wild. They could they could break down that dairy no problem. Yeah. The problem is it kind of stops at the throat and the stomach, and uh, that's where things go wrong. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't quite make it to the lower bowel area where the lactose intolerance would normally take effect. No, he'd have what would be called a reversal of fortune, but uh, <laughs> it's like it's like, man, ice cream is so delicious. I just want to keep eating it, and then my stomach's like reverse Uno card. Yeah, it is. It's like it is. no, no, but uh, yeah, you know, we, we so there's just a two-hander or a zweihander as we discussed pre-podcast. Um, yes, 
This is the spy cast. Yeah, everyone else is dead. Steph's Steph's dead. Literally everyone. It's just me and Ryan and no one else in the entire world. We're not actually making this for anyone. Yeah, this is this is the sort of the last the last post apocalyptic uh, podcast. Yeah. It's it's just the it's just one of those uh hollow tapes that someone will find during a Fallout game. We'll just yeah. we'll just be this. The next and, time uh, the next time life evolves into sentience, uh they'll discover us. Yeah. And so we, uh, we'll so, be we'll be all that's left. Yeah, so if you it's do just find us, this it's just us and Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you do find this in your Fallout seventy six gameplay, wow, how's the game? I mean, obviously, must be doing fine now. Yeah, you're obviously doing all right. You found us. Yeah, you're alive. Yeah, everything's everything's great. So uh, yeah, we've got a a very small, I say, small game of the oddest later. But uh, before we get to that, we'll go to what's been played. What's been played? Let's do it. So you had a week off last week, Duncan. Sure did. Man, um, I have been so swamped with school lately, like, I just want to die, and I just had literally, it was probably my, my third week in a row that I didn't actually even attempt to play a new game. Mm-hmm. Any games that I played on podcasts uh, in the last few weeks have just been shit that just sort of happened to me by coincidence. Yeah. Uh, and then I just, like, I literally have not played a single new game uh, for the last, uh, for the previous week. So this week I made it my goal to play a different game. Okay. So uh, I got my Nintendo Switch that I've talked about a couple times. Yep. Uh, special delivery from the United Kingdom. Neat. The, uh, you know, the the, the Stephen Hall Postal Service. Yeah, through, uh, through SDH delivery. Exactly. Trying to find where the cartridge slotch is. Slotch. Cartridge cartridge hole is on this thing got it all right got my game so i got so this was not originally part of the arrangement that i made with stefan but as it turns out i've uh i've got a copy of breath of the wild ah with uh with my switch it's uh, it's a japanese copy oh i've got a japanese copy of breath of the wild on a european nintendo switch living in canada oh wow this, this is, is this most... is a worldly switch this is one of the most international devices ever created. Yeah. And uh, and I haven't played it for a while. I've been playing Fire Emblem mostly. But uh, yesterday I decided to get down and crack crack it open. Because I've always wanted to try Breath of the Wild. I've never actually been a Legend of Zelda fan. I've never really played any of them before. Mm, Breath of same. the Wild just seemed like, different enough that it was like, okay, this looks like... I, I keep wanting to call it like a real video game. I mean, not that the Legend of Zelda games are not real video games, but it's like... It looks enough like other games that I have played and enjoyed that it would be worth giving a try. A try. Yeah, it's, it's like more of sort of Zelda fitting in line with other games rather than sort of other games trying to have a Zelda format to it. Um, so I mean, what what is it like? I mean, how does it break away from? I mean, I mean, this is going to be tough with the fact that probably neither of us have actually played much Zelda. But how does well, it break away from its normal formula? Well, I guess it kind of does and doesn't. It's like. All I can really do is describe what the game is like because I have a hard difficult, I have a hard time really like comparing to other games. Yeah. Go Basically, for it. it's like you know the game the game starts and you're Link, of course. You wake up. It's been a hundred years. You've been in a coma. Oh, nice. And you're in this like I want I don't want to call it a, a post apocalyptic world, but it's like it's kind of like mid apocalypse. Like it's currently happening. Mm. More or less, but like it's a peaceful apocalypse. It's very pretty and and serene, but it's just like it gives you the impression that yeah, this world is slowly but surely dying, and you're right. pretty much the only thing that's going to be able to stop it from happening. Okay, it's like it's like imagine if Dark Souls was pretty, you know? <laughs> oh, fair enough. It's like it's like ah, so yeah, you wake up, you're Link, uh, you can climb walls like Spider Man. It's pretty cool. Sweet. You can literally adhere to any surface uh, for a limited time. Uh, so that's probably like one of the biggest changes in gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the fact that you are very, very free in deciding 
like how you want to traverse this land and yeah, complete so, your quests. So mobility seems to be a big thing. Yeah, and, and it's so like the verticality as well. Yeah, and like the general just openness of the game is very different for a Nintendo game in general, but in, in, in particular the Legend of Zelda games, because uh, it's like you really can just do more or less anything in any order. Mm. You know, there's a there's a lot of the game that you're not required to really see or do, okay. uh, and you know it's like like everything from a little patch of goblin people that you can fight and kill for treasure to like just caves and trial areas that you can uh, explore and complete you know or not if you don't feel like it you know there is you know i'm i'm i've just barely started i'm only a couple hours in so i'm still in like the starting area so like yeah. the game starts in you on like the 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 great plateau or whatever oh so it'd be like the 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 the, the great plains of america hyrulean edition sure and uh so basically the idea is that uh there are these uh caves i don't know what you, what you trials i don't know what you call them mm. um but you go in you do some kind of like so you solve a puzzle usually a fairly simple puzzle for the most part and uh at the end you get a spirit orb which i believe is you know you trade them in for like stat boosts health stamina stuff and uh once you do all the ones on the main the first platform you get the paraglider, which lets you go flying out into the main area of the game, and then like the real game begins. Ah, uh, right, okay. So you you and, just come off Tutorialville. And the crazy thing about it is that, like you know, the you talk about open world game design. It's like mm. basically from the moment you have access to like the main hub of the world, you pretty much are allowed to go fight the final boss if you want to. Really? Yeah, you're you're totally free and able to go do that. Uh, you won't succeed unless you're, like, a god. Mm-hmm. But you totally... You can totally do that. You have all the tools available to you. Wow. Um, but there is, like, a whole, you know, quest that does uh, provide you a path to complete, you know... Uh, certain tasks that will, you know, make you strong enough to have a fighting chance against him if you do okay. it. Because you gotta fight, there's like four evil spirits, I don't know, I can't remember what they're called, uh, oh. that are all throughout the game. Yeah. And for every one that you don't defeat, you have to fight them in succession before fighting the final boss when you get to the main area, the main arena. Right, okay, so so it would entirely benefit you to get rid of them first. Yeah, one-on-one on, one on, one on your own terms, and you get, like, special, you get, like, bonuses for it as well. Okay. So, it definitely behooves you to go and do that, and, you know, complete the shrines. The shrines, that's what they're called, the shrines. So there's, like, I think it's 120 shrines in the game. Oh, bloody hell. That you can all, you can trade all in for uh, health and stamina upgrades, which is very useful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm just still on the main platform. A lot of that is just from stuff that I've seen other people do. But yeah, it's it's fun so far. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's the first Zelda game that I know of that has like a like a cold, like a hot and cold system. Like if you're in a cold area and you don't have you know warm clothes or fire near you, you, you like you'll die. Ah. Same go same goes for hot areas. So it's like oh okay like. The weather matters. Hmm. So I have to like put little bits of foresight into where you want him to go and planning yeah. how to so deal with like, those areas. Yeah, and this is what I mean by like it feels like a very different kind of video game. It's like they like they don't really tell you what to do a lot. Like they'll give you your main quest, mm. right? You know, and you can follow that main quest and kind of just do what they tell you to do. But like a lot of basic stuff beyond beyond like the basic literal buttons that you push to do your controls they don't really give you a lot of specific directions on what you're supposed to do and they kind of just leave it up to you to decide how you want to do things and in what order mm, I, you know? I could feel that could be sort of that's very different for a sort of Zelda game which sort of grabs you 
and tells you to do all these temples first, and then you sort of, well, you can now go fight the final boss, but here's this world to explore bit happens later. So it's very weird to hear a Zelda game that just goes, right, you here's 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 what's happened, here's how you can do the most basic and rudimentary of tasks. There's your end goal. Have at it. Pretty much. And it's like, it's like, talking about things that, you know, they don't tell you how to do. It's like, your climbing tutorial isn't like, you know, you don't see like, Ghost Link stop the game and go, Hi there, I'm Ghost Link, I'm gonna tell you how to climb. First mm. you walk up to a wall, then you push this button, then you move this control stick in this direction. Eventually, you'll get to the top, and then you'll be out. Ta-da! You know, it's just like, literally, there is a one-way, there's a single exit to a room, and there is a wall that you can't jump up, and you walk up to it, you jump, and you climb. It doesn't tell you to do that, you just do it. Mm. And it's like, it's just like, oh, okay, well, I'm learning how to play the game. The game is making me learn how to play through context clues. How about that? Wow. Sort of giving you that sort of idea. Just like, oh, you can. If you try. You know, it's like, they don't really tell, it's like, they don't really give you, like, a combat tutorial, you know? It's like, mm. they basically give you a weapon, and they say, okay, this is the button that you press to hit them with. Uh, and uh, if you want to lock on, this is the button. Go go for it. <laughs> it's like, wait, how do I do anything else? And then it's like, you just like, oh, figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. Uh, it's, yeah, and uh, I have to say, it's very... It's very aesthetically pleasing. It's a very nice looking game. Mm. Uh, sound design is like something I never thought I'd notice in a game like this. I've noticed it just from like playthroughs and stuff, but uh, you know, playing it yourself, it's like it's hard to say. It's like very every sound is very distinct. Like it's a very quiet game in general, and like so, like every sound effect is very crisp and very sharp. It really stands out. Like, music is very subdued. There's not a lot of it in general. And so every musical note that does come up, every sound effect, it's like, it's all very, it just sort of jumps out at you. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very different from other games I've played, especially, in particular, Legend of Zelda games. They usually have a pretty strong yeah, atmosphere. Usually, it's usually something I always remember, and there's always some sort of overworld theme. There's some, you know, sort of each... So temple or area you went to had its own distinct theme to, to sort of trim that down a little bit and yet boost sound design everywhere else to compensate. It's like it's like ASMR the video game. Oh. It's like every it's like every it's like stepping on all different kinds of material all makes very different sounds, very realistic to what you would expect it to sound like. Mm. It's just like you know, you step it on someone's like clack, clack, clack. You step on grass like ch, ch, ch. It's, oh. it's uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a very satisfying game so far. I'll look forward to playing more of it. It's gonna be a big commitment. Yeah. If I want to complete, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'll ever like 100 percent it because that literally takes hundreds of hours. Oh no, oh, but God. um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll probably complete a bunch of it, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I've seen speed runs of it for a hundred percent like to get like every collectible in the game and complete every shrine and do everything you possibly can in the game yeah like a speed run of that game takes like 60 or 70 hours like you can't you can't even you can't even do it in a sitting you have to do it's like several days to do it yeah well that won't be done on a agdq then yeah yeah no probably not gonna see a lot of uh breath of the wild 100 percent speed runs at uh the uh gdq events yeah but i know no, it's good to it's good to it's good to hear though i mean it's weird how breath of the wild is yeah it, it's there i mean it had its massive fanfare when it came out and then just like every other zelda game link just goes yeah i i what, what you'd i think he'd like to say is i'm no constant hero i just do what needs to be done or if we go to the cdi he just sits there and goes Excuse me, princess. No, shut up. Oh, God. Can you imagine if, like, they decided then and there that that's how Link was just going to be forever, for every installment now? Uh, then we'd, we'd be talking about 
we'd be we'd be doing a Zelda retrospective on what killed the franchise. It's like what if like what if the the, the CDI Zelda games were to link and the Legend of Zelda series what like Super Mario sixty four was to Mario. You know, it's like ah, oh, he has a voice now. This is what he sounds like. Deal oh, with it. Oh Jesus. Oh, I don't think I. Mm, I don't think oh, I'd be as big boy. in the games things. Oh, I don't think I'd be as big into the games as I was, or as I am. Something like that would put me off. It's like, is this is this what our like hero is going to be now? Yeah, it's like, oh God, it's like Sonic except more ugly. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Sonic. Uh, oh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll see how Sonic goes in February, but uh, you know. Right. It's no good. That's so. uh that's so that, yeah, that's my Breath of the Wild experience so far. I may I may or may not update that as we go along. There is a lot to talk about, so Yeah. It it'll be it'll be happening. So uh yeah, it seems that we're both on the idea of playing games that take a long time to complete and discuss. Cause Ew. I've been playing Final Fantasy Ten Remastered. You sure have. Cause... That's a that's a good boy right there. Yeah, it is. A, it's a very good boy. Who's a, who's a good game? You're a good game. It's, it's a good game, that yeah. one. And I like the Steam version, especially because uh, you know you get the you get the ability to like turn off encounters, double encounters, yeah. speed up game. Oh my god! I never yeah. thought I would need those things. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna launch the the thing here. Oh, hello, settings. Look at all you stuff. Your boy. Credits and bonus audio. And additional credits. I mean, I'm just looking at it. It's all so nice. But uh, yeah, for anyone who's been under a, a rock who sat there and had Ultima cast on them at some point and just disappeared into darkness, Final Fantasy X is... I. There are... I'd say there are generational steps of Final Fantasy games. There are. Um, I mean, I feel... So Final Fantasy 3 slash 6, sort of had its one past number one, of course. Uh, 7, obviously. Yeah, got 7 was it. definitely a whole new generation. Yeah, and sort of, I know 8 and 9 were around and they have their niche fan bases. I'd say I'm part of the niche fan base of 9. There are a lot of people who are niche for 8. People like Squall. I, I don't know why. VV for life. But that's just me. But 10... Is also sort of a generational step. The yeah, first... well, because that's the first PlayStation Two game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first PlayStation Two game, first, vol- uh, first fully voiced to a point. First um, game, first game to contain like predominantly like three dimensional environments versus like pre rendered two D images over sprites. Yeah, or over you know like. Um, what do you call a three-dimensional sprite? What is that called? Um, polygonal model? assets. Model. Yeah. Model. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, voiced. Um, one sort of, like, a world of sort of playable characters in there. And the first sort of Final Fantasy game that scaled back its... That, that sat there and didn't use ATB, which, yeah. you know, you was would, a you, massive so, thing for them. Yeah, you could argue that that was like one of the main, like one of the biggest staples of the, the franchise was the, uh, the the combat system. Yeah, and for those for those who are unsure, ATB stands for Active Time Battle, which basically meant it was sort of turn based but in a real time setting. Yeah, it was like basically every character had like a timer for their attacks and abilities, you know, and they could only act once their, you know, timer. Their, their time bar filled up, you yeah. know. And depending on what game you're playing, sometimes that, you know, your abilities that you used might affect how big or small that time bar was. You yeah. Know, you attack faster or slower. And yeah, cause that enemies was, did that too. Yeah, because that was the thing, because 13 stepped that up a little bit as well in terms of how they modified how ATB actually worked. Because sort of 1 through 9 used the ATB of it's there... And when it fills, you attack if you want, or you can defend if you want. Um, I don't know. Some of those games had the option of the weird because there was either active or wait. 
So there was a, there was a situation, you know, sometimes in Final Fantasy games with ATB that you could set it to wait mode, and so you, you know, when you've got characters queuing up to do attacks, the game would actually just stop until one of you has actually did an attack. But thirteen sort of changed that with, like Duncan was saying, this sort of this length of the ATB gauge, and the fact that it almost had a fighting game element into it of cancelling in an ATB. So like certain attacks had certain chunks of this up to four step gauge and you could fill the entire bar and queue it with attacks or if you felt that you needed to finish something quick you could just drop it halfway through and they'd use half an attack which you know it's weird but uh but uh 10 decided to do away with that yeah because they, they wanted did. to make they wanted to make a distinct and unique experience for new newcomers to the franchise. Yeah, so they went just turn-based. They had a, a queue on the right-hand side of the of the screen which goes on for a long time, provides a nice amount of detail um of listing whose turn order it would be and you would fight in a turn-based system. Now yeah, and it's like, but it's like it also wasn't like fully turn-based. Like you know, different abilities and different, uh, you know, like your stats would affect, you know, how frequently certain characters would attack in yeah. rel- in relation to other units and enemies. Yeah, and then that 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 still didn't stop like the the other Final Fantasy staple of sort of getting to certain segments of boss battles, for example, where. Hitting, you know, taking someone below a threshold of HP would then change the fight, or they'd do something that would break the turn order that you would that you would have. Um, the other thing, sort of, like on that with with final, um, comparing Final Fantasy to other turn-based games, on that is that your party wasn't fixed. You would have three characters out on the screen at the same time, but with Final Fantasy, you could just switch them you could tag them in and out each turn which sort of led yeah, to it never it never really occurred to me that that was something unique to Final Fantasy X, but yeah i guess it is yeah i mean i i mean there's probably other games that have had something along those lines sometimes they'll sort of change how many is in the composition like normally for a jrpg generally you have a three-person party possibly four and then yeah. they're fixed in that fight and you'd have to switch in and out during fights 10, I feel, like I say, I'll probably get proven wrong, but I feel was the only one where you you had three people in a party to begin with, but you could switch them out mid-fight, which made sense with the... So the other thing that Final Fantasy had was the types that were... Or types of enemies, or fiends, that were specific to each character. So there were flying enemies, and one of the characters in the game, Waka, is adept at killing flying enemies um there are elemental creatures like blobs and just the elements where you'd get a black mage to counter the elements out in this case it was lulu and you know so on so forth sometimes there would be really really huge enemies so you'd pull out your white mage slash summoner yuna the let's be honest the second most recognizable no no, she's the most recognisable face of the Final Fantasy franchise uh, of Final Fantasy X. I'd say Gosh. people, I you know, I'd, I'd I'd switch between her and Tidus slash Tidus depending on where you're it's from. It's Tidus. We don't need to have this conversation. Okay, fair enough. Tide people like, say people who say like Tidus. People who say Tidus ride the short bus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would have said you know people would probably say no. He's the most recognisable. No. Now he's a, he's an audience surrogate for 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 Yuna, but yeah, surrogate. But yeah, it's uh, tell us more about this lovely game. Yeah, so so playing the remastered version over the normal one, so you know started off and used the normal sphere grid, different leveling system, but that's that's a whole load of stuff that I can't talk about here because it's just. Basically, levels don't work the way levels normally work in an RPG as well. But yeah, basically, stuff. basically, experience points you allow you to accumulate points that you spend by moving a, a little icon along a grid, and on the grid are nodes. The nodes you fill in with spheres, and that gives you stat points. Yeah, there so we that's go. Okay. that's 
the briefest explanation of how the sphere grid works. Yeah, it's basically like a giant board game to level up on. Basically. But uh, yeah, the, sto- the story is so far in the small amount of time I played. One moment. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, your, your hero, Titus, or whatever you want to name him, as he's the only character people don't actually refer to by name. Yeah. Yeah, only only through voice characters. Uh, he, he does his name will occasionally pop up in text, uh, which is awesome because knowing that no one will ever say my name, my one time named Titus, like like asshole, I think it was. And uh, <laughs> one character who's like I don't know repairing a dock after it got smashed up. Ah, uh, yes. I walked up to him and uh, he, he was like, it's like. It's like, hey, watch where you're stepping, asshole. <laughs> I, I, it's dangerous work out here. Oh, it's nice. I mean, I'm watching, I'm watching a streamer play at the moment. Um, a streamer called, uh, well, the username is Cbats, but uh, he's playing Final Fantasy X effectively for the first time, and he's, he's so innocent on just watching all this stuff. He's so happy with the character animations, and the spells, and storyline, and yeah, you know, it's everything's going there, and I'm and I'm playing it for you know the multiple time, but the first time playing it on remastered, and I'm happy that they've got full arranged music in it instead of the original, because the original music is nice, but they've done orchestral versions of it, and it is so much nicer. I, I'll I would I would argue on that point that I I've I've. Found that certain sound, certain songs sound a lot better on the remake, and certain ones I miss. Mm. Uh, I found that they really neutered the bass line uh, in general, like j- the bass and brass section. Yeah, okay. over the original quite a bit. So, like a lot of the songs that have that used to have like a really like booming, deep sound to it, like like the standard boss theme. Just mm. kind of kind of sucks in the in the new one. Yeah, certain uh, other songs fair. sound really great. I I love the way the new uh, random encounter uh, sounds. Yeah, that's a good one. And to be honest, that opening scene, the opening scene you have where Titus and Oran are running through the dreams, Anakin. Spoilers, it's not real. Um, uh, you know, and you you fight that first sin spawn. You're getting used to getting used to how the turn based system's working. That music is nice. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not that far on it. I've woken up. I've got with Oren. I've been sent to Spira. I've met Yuna. Uh, we watched Killika get trashed in what is probably the a, a violent cutscene for Final Fantasy. Though that being said, I compare. Mm, I'm trying to actually think. Sector Seven getting crushed in Final Fantasy Seven was probably violent, but you didn't see a whole bunch of children beforehand like you did in that cutscene. It's like, yeah, a bunch of kids die. That's sad. Yeah. There's just, yeah, there's a woman with a baby and two kids, and then this giant, for lack of a better term, whale. Yes, the main the main bad guy in the game looks like a giant whale. Yeah, it's 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 fair. There's, there's layers of, of the main bad guy, Sin. Like an onion? Yes. Like, like an ogre? <laughs> Layers! Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, and got there. Sin and... has layers. Huh? Ogres have layers. Onions have layers. You get it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've um, learned my jack shot, and I'm on the way to Luca to take part in the Blitzball tournament. Blitzball. Probably the most oh. nonsensical fake sport I've ever seen. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's um it is st- it stopped my progress so many times because I'm it's thinking, like, oh, I'm gonna work for this giant boss battle, but no, you know what? There's a tournament does... in Blitzball first. It's like is there a, it's like how do Blitzballs float on water if they are also able to be used underwater without immediately flying to the surface? Yeah. I don't know. I think if you have a look at the wikis they explain for Blitzball that the sphere where the the game's played is Pyrefly infused. So, so you know like nano machines for Metal Gear? Okay. Pyreflies for Final Fantasy X. If you ever need ah, anything so explaining, Pyreflies. 
And it's just like, but how does it fireflies? Yeah. But what do the fireflies do? Fireflies. Yeah. So it's weird that yeah, it's like they're the the consistence of all beings in Spira, yet it's also the souls of the people, yet it's also you know, something that can just be taken and made into giant structures like the Blitzball Sphere, which in the game is in the sort of the main part of the game is just the only machina or machine that is legally usable in Spira. Sort of, yes and no. It's they basically say like, uh, well, it's like they also have like TVs, kinda. Yeah. And like microphones and cameras, but like they kind of pick and choose. It's like yeah, entertainment, Coolio. Electric staircase? No, that's that's not allowed. You can't have that. No. No, that that it causes punishment. That causes sin to turn up, and when sin gets mad, well, don't kill it. Gets it happens. So Never yeah, forget. So I do, I do like it. I mean, Blitzball is probably not on the highest list of distraction mini games for like Final Fantasy games. I think there's. I've probably... always liked it. There's a lot of detractors, and they're totally in the right. They're totally allowed to dislike it. Yeah, I've always liked it. Personally, I'm the same. It's just yeah, it's just it's the one I've got into. I mean, like people can talk about Triple Triad all day, and yeah, you know what? It's a good card game. It's you know good, good thing. But yeah, Blitzball, Blitzball in Final Fantasy X, I must add, ten two, where it became more of a, a football manager simulator. Um, you know, not not so much. But yeah, Blitzball. There, there are a lot of things in Final Fantasy X that aren't great, but we, maybe we'll talk about that on a later podcast. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm 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 gonna head there. I'm gonna try and you know do you know more more Blitzball, more content, and probably talk about it next week. So uh, yeah, that's that's Final Fantasy so, ten specifically. I mean, ten. You, yes. You leave it open like that, and I mean, people just gonna talk about every game in the series, and that's that's gonna take too long. Yeah. Yeah, but what about 12? No, we'll get there once Game Pass puts it on there. I'm going to be so happy for that. Microsoft Game Pass is putting all the Final Fantasies on there. It's going to be great. You know, if I haven't already bought all of them by the time I do. <laughs> I, remember talking about, I remember talking about Final Fantasy 15 a while back. Yeah. That was, up on Game Pass that, was, <laughs> that was an excellent game that ended really terribly and disappointingly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and yeah, it's, it's upsetting that the all the DLC that was going to flesh all that stuff out, because mainly due to the fact that they wanted Final Fantasy XV to be a multimedia event, effectively like with King's Glaive yeah. film, and then there was like there was going to be like an audio book or like a little mini series or something, along with all the DLCs for the individual characters that you cared about, um, to all flesh out fifteen as one big thing, and they just ah you know, like the Bionicle franchise. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's let's pick up with some funny stuff that happened with the oddest. The oddest. <laughs> so, I know nothing about this. You haven't uh, said a single yeah. word about it. I I've hidden this. So, there is a news story that has come up over the past couple of days. So, you know Amazon, and they. Have I'm aware their, of it. I, and they, I use it all the time. Yeah. And they and they had their giant Black Friday event, which lasted two fucking weeks. Okay. You know, Black Friday uh, went from you know the two weeks up to the Black Friday itself, not including up to. Uh huh. So one of the big things that they were pushing out on this was the Nintendo Switch. Uh huh. Especially sort of in the UK, it wasn't. It didn't have a deal. The deal was. That Amazon was selling the Switch. So, okay. So no money off. That's 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 the thing. But so tons of people have went and bought it. The oddest on this is the fact that they got anything but the Switch. Okay. So for for this little game of the oddest, I was going to turn it into a big quiz and stuff like that, but I'm just going to go through the list of according to the Mirror. We take that with a bunch of salt. That's a one of the newspapers. According to the Mirror, there have been dozens of people, or at least a dozen disappointed buyers, have complained to Amazon of what they received instead of a Nintendo Switch. So, we're just going to go through a couple of them here. So, someone received a copy of 
famous comedian David Walliams' latest book, The Beast of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> okay. What? Um, yeah, so she's like, I wanted my money refunded. You've delivered and refused to take part of the parcel. Oh yeah, apparently they're not taking back, according to people from the Mirror, they're not taking back the parcels and they're not allowing people to buy the Nintendo Switch again at its Black Friday price of £280. They're expecting it at 320 instead. Mm-mm. I mean, I'd like to see what Steve has to say about that, but, uh, you know. Uh, so that's that's one of them. What else have we got here? Uh, oh yeah, someone got a... <laughs> in the same box, they got a pack of AA Joracel batteries and a box of Surf Tropical Lily washing powder. <laughs> you know, just in case you uh, you need both of those things at the same time. Yeah. So that's, your, uh, for your for your battery powered laundry machine. Yep. Uh, someone received a uh, a facial hair trimmer instead of the console, and they make they make a special point <laughs> in this uh, in this one. After measuring the box that his Remington trimmer arrived in, he discovered that the Nintendo Switch would have never fit in the box in the first place. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you would think that maybe you'd take better care to get the specifications of the package so you know you know what size of box to put it in yeah it's like it's like how do these things like surely these things are weighed like how does that not anybody you know like huh weird this uh nintendo switch gaming console complete with uh peripherals uh is uh it strangely it only weighs as much as a pack of batteries and some washing powder yeah what the uh it's probably is just it's probably just Japanese engineering, you know. They're just they're just always trimming weight off of things and making them tiny and kawaii or or whatever. Oh man, yeah. Uh, someone got a laptop fan cooler. I, I was gonna say it's like if you got a laptop, it's like that's not a bad trade. I mean, you could you could make something work with that. But if you just yeah. got a laptop fan, it's just like, come on, what are you what are you even doing here? Yeah. Uh... Someone got a, someone put on here. Uh, Dave Martin from Bicester, Oxfordshire, wrote. So I didn't think things would get any worse with Amazon. You are now blatantly ripping people off. Order a Nintendo Switch and get a ream of paper instead. Strangely, a, re- a ream of paper. Yeah. Strangely, you can't get a hold of Amazon. Explain that. So th- that makes it sound like right. I've now got an item that you couldn't even possibly get. It's uh, like part of me is like, okay. Could is like is that like a mailing error or is it like or is it one of those things because this happens occasionally where you know you get like an expensive but relatively small piece of electronics that's in demand and you know sometimes some unscrupulous things happen in between the in the manufacturer and the end customer where people in the delivery chain will just sort of secret it away and uh, you know sell it uh, illicitly. Yeah. It's I mean it's happening. I mean that's stuff that's been investigated on there. The there's the stuff that's been going from picking errors to theft. <clears throat> um there seems to have been something coming along as a lot of the people have been complaining have been saying that the boxes were already damaged and the labels were tampered with. So you know Yeah, sounds like uh some bad stuff happening. I had a uh, I I don't know if I mentioned this in the in the podcast at all, but I I had an instant where when I bought a copy of um, Fire Emblem Three Houses, our first mm. copy, uh, we had, we got a physical copy in the mail through Amazon. Go figure. Yeah, and uh, it was just an empty box when it came in. It's just uh, just the cup, not the not like like it came with like the the game box, but the, there was no cartridge inside. Wow. It's just like, yeah, I mean, it's an $80 piece of technology, and it weighs almost nothing. You wouldn't even notice if it just went missing, you know? Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's... yeah, and, um, Switch carts are tiny, aren't they? they yeah, like, like I've got, I've, I had the, uh, like, if you've seen what a Nintendo 3DS cartridge looks like. Yeah. It's kind, it's like, like the... Like it's smaller but thicker than that. Like it's probably about the same mass as that. Yeah. Just, uh, just fatter and skinnier. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so they're, yeah, they're, they're nothing. They weigh <clears throat> grams at most. And, yeah. You, uh, you yeah. lose that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and I mean, you know, I 
sent it back to Amazon saying, hey, hey, hey uh, the game got stolen, by the way. Yeah. Uh, or it wasn't in there in the first place. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, and they they gave me another copy. It was fine. There was no problem. Yeah, as long but, as it's, yeah, all, no. it's all solid. Shit happens, man. Yeah, it's just it's just mad. But um, get on get on the horn with customer service. Yeah. Rattle your rattle those cages. Don't let don't take that shit from anyone. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, they said that they are going to be investigating it, which you know, generally Amazon are good with that. I mean, in my personal experience, I've had no problem with Amazon customer service stuff. When even you know on the on the rare occasion that it's actually happened. So yeah, you know, once in a blue moon, you'll get something missing. You know, or something will get lost in transit, something will come broken, it happens, you yeah. know, but uh, usually, not every time, but usually, it's, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be good about it. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, let's finish off this list then, so we can wrap this up. So, so we've got um, a bed sheet. Bed sheet, what? Yeah. You know, oh, like a, oh, the, like a the, duvet the, bed sheet. Back, back to the list. Oh, yeah, I've also got the uh, I've got another 3ds cartridge and the switch cartridge here together yeah. uh, it's probably about it's probably about 50 percent smaller in terms of surface area and mm. like it's actually almost the same thickness wow they're tiny That's yeah like crazy think of how technology. much data you can get on that just no kidding mad. right just mad so uh what else have we got here oh yes um Jenny Breedham from Crawley, West Sussex, got a box of dog food and washing up liquid. <laughs> what is with the washing up stuff? Um, I don't know. I think Cleaning it's like partially. Products, it's like for 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 Amazon, particularly for the Prime Now service over here. I don't know what it's like globally, but we're partnered with, or Amazon are partnered with a uh, supermarket called Morrison's, and you can get food shopping and your know, groceries. Oh, you've got Amazon Prime now too. God yeah. damn it. They got it in the States. I got it over there. When's it coming to Canada, man? I want Amazon now. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice. I mean, for for me particular, I don't have the one-hour service that they keep talking about. Ours is on the two-hour area and just about on it. I'll take two hours. I yeah, just want I mean, something. Yeah, two hours to get your shopping groceries just through now. Yes, please. I wish it, wish it was over there for you as well. But um, what else? Ah, yes. Anyone else get any soap or detergent or anything like uh, that? Someone got a pack of air fresheners. Pack of air fresheners, very nice. Uh, a shaver and electric toothbrush. Um, Another razor. Yeah. A microphone and a tambourine. <laughs> Fucking tambourine. It's like... This is like I guess somebody's gonna. St- <laughs> I would love for someone to like start a music career on based on that. It's just like, well, I ordered a Nintendo Switch, and Amazon gave me a microphone and a tambourine. I am going to take this and I'm going to make it by power, and I am going to become a star. <laughs> yeah, I mean I know there's motion controls for that, but yeah, still. Ah, yes, the main event, the best one. <laughs> oh. Other than the Lego that someone got, um, <clears throat> I would love if someone got like a Lego replica of a Switch. <laughs> Just a Lego Switch. Yeah, exactly. Oh, perfect. So apparently that so that was all the stuff that's happened pre Black Friday. But apparently this problem has been stating uh, going back to October. A Twitter user known as Husey contacted Amazon back uh, back in informing them. That he received a twenty pack of Jurex Pleasure Me condoms <sighs> instead of the oh, switch. Oh, that's shit! This is like that. That the person in charge of picking that package was like trying to send a message. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's yeah. like, huh, nerd, get laid. Uh, maybe, maybe they were just lending them. Lending? Oh, don't Fib- don't Fib- lend those out. You just yeah, just. Oh right, yes, from the video. Yeah, don't don't yeah, don't ask don't. for those back. No, no, no returns policy. Just those, just refund. This is zero return policy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was that was the oddest for this week. Um, yeah, I'd probably suggest if you want to go and get a switch. Um, uh, yeah, if you're gonna get a switch, buy it in person. Make sure you uh, give the box a good shake before you uh, finalize the purchase. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, want, you want to see it and, physically. Uh, make sure you get the personal information of the guy who sells it to you so that you can, uh, you know, reach them when uh, it's wrong. Yep. You wake right. up at the foot of their bed in the middle of the night. It's just like, it's like, I bought a Switch from you. It's like, how did you get it in my house? It's like, you know what I got instead? It's like, who are you? What do you want? It's like, I got condoms. <laughs> It's like, and I'm about to use them. Oh, God. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Jesus. Quick, contact contact M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking we... of getting fucked, uh, shall yeah. we uh, get to the wrap-up? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so if you, if you liked what you heard this this week please like share I mean subscribe. other than that last bit uh, of course you wouldn't like that bit yeah if you if you didn't like that last bit please leave a comment telling we'll get... us how much you didn't like it yeah give us a thumbs down honestly it's just as helpful as a thumbs up at least yeah. for your feedback yeah that's exactly how it is uh, or or you can you know you can tell us how bad we are as human beings on the social medias facebook.com slash immaterial gamers or twitter.com slash immaterial gamer don't add the S, you won't get in contact with us. Uh, the podcast is available not only on YouTube, but also on Spotify and iTunes podcasts, or whatever they call themselves nowadays. Or, if you follow the links down in the description, you can just click and download them for your viewing and listening pleasure. And uh, yeah, all that uh, has to be said there is... Check out the rest of the stuff and videos that we do. We're doing various Let's Plays, various stuff. You know, we'll be doing more stuff. We're looking at getting the video game challenge back into play at some point. Not that I've told everyone, but uh, it's, it's an idea. And all that's left to say is thank you, Duncan. No problem. Always, uh, always fun to be here and make terrible jokes that should be said. Yeah, terrible jokes. They're just, they're just there. You know, edgy humour, or just humour. And, uh, yeah, until next time, please, for God's sake, don't kill each other, and get the right and Christmas don't, presents. Don't, and don't actually, you know, go after your uh, e- EB Games uh, sales rep if they give you the wrong product. It's not their fault. Yeah. It's, it's Complain to customer guys. service. Yeah. Go through the right channels. Definitely. All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.